Hey everyone, welcome into the NKY Bracketology Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter, joined today with Michael. Um, we're going to talk some bracketology and just kind of go through where teams stand as we sit here February 24th. Um, we're really getting into crunch time for a lot of these teams, and the field's really coming into play. Um, before we went live, we were talking, and honestly, there could be some movement from some of these higher seeds, but we're getting to the point where I feel pretty good about all but maybe eight or so teams getting in. Um, so the field's coming into play pretty quick. Um, so we're going to do some seeding discussion and get into some bubble conversations as well. Um, but before we do that, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, we we're sitting at 720 views all time on the podcast, which is we were kind of hoping to get to 500 by the end of March. So, or at least that was the goal I had for myself, like in my head. Um, so we've blown that away and we're not even into like March, March yet. So thank you all so much. We had 83 different unique listeners this week, which is awesome. Um, just make sure you like and subscribe uh, just to make sure our podcast will pop up in your feed every time we post one. Um, and just thank you all. We're always looking for feedback. So if you have anything, please let us know. Um, but with that, we're going to go into our warm-up question. This has been a hot topic the past couple days on Twitter. So I just, I put my comments out a little bit yesterday, um, had some angry ACC fans come at me. So I just wanted to get Michael, I wanted to get your conversation or your thought on, um, the ACC versus the Mountain West. I think it's just an odd kind of, uh, discussion i guess because i think part of it is because the acc is a lot of these team fans of acc bubble team are realizing that one of the reasons why they're struggling to get more bids is because of how well the mountain west conference has performed yeah and the pushback is always to say well they don't play in a very good conference or they did this they loaded up on this all they play is q3 and q4 games and it's just not accurate i mean I was looking at Nevada's schedule for at one point in the season last night. And from January 12th through February 17th, this was their schedule. They played Boise State at home. They played San Diego State on the road. They played Wyoming on the road. They played Colorado State at home, New Mexico on the road, San Jose State at home. Okay, fine. That's a game they should have won, which they did. Yeah. Utah State on the road, San Diego State in New Mexico at home, and then UNLV on the road. That is eight out of ten Q one, Q two games. Yeah. With a road trip to Wyoming sandwiched in there, that's Q three, but that's a tough place to play. And okay, so you get your one little cupcake in between New Mexico and Utah State on the road and and it was San Jose State. Otherwise, I mean that is a tough sk- I mean, like I said, we're talking about eight Q one and Q two games. And yeah. the ones that are Q2, I mean, Boise State is five was five spots from being Q1. Um, and the rest of these were all Q4, except UNLV is Q2, but that wasn't that's not too far from Q1. Exactly. So we're talking about, I don't know, six Q1 games and a couple of Q2A games? Yeah. That's tough. Um, I mean, San Diego State has played some tough games lately. I mean, they just played... Nevada, Colorado State, New Mexico, Utah State, back to back to back to back to back. You know, yeah. that's two at home, two on the road. Um, they had played Utah State and Colorado State a couple, about a week or so before that started. Yeah. So 
acting like this is all like, oh, they're just beating up on San Jose State and Air Force is not the true is not true. Like, are they beating and, up on those teams? Yes, but like, yeah, you. I think ACC fans, a lot of them are football first, first yeah. and foremost, because they showed up after the Super Bowl, right? And now they've just watched a month of football or basketball after the football season's been over, and some of these teams have trended in the right direction in the last month, but like they're beating names. Like you're mm-hmm. looking at names. Florida state is not a good win. Notre no. Dame. I had somebody throw Notre Dame in my face the other day. <laughs> and like, I just laughed and didn't even respond because if the you ten- honestly, the- like you're not watching basketball, I'm not going to change your mind. The 10 and 16, uh, 142 in the net and 0 and 7 in Q1. Huh? That would be the correct team. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, I get it. You, the ACC has the historic success. Nobody's taking that away. But at the same time, there's something like there's a disconnect here where some of these fans just aren't watching basketball. Mm-hmm. And like I've had a, like ACC fans telling me that Virginia would just lock down every single guard in the entire Mountain West. And that's just not true. They might not score 40, though. Right. Like it might be 60 to 40, but the Mountain West team's going to have 60, yeah. whereas they typically score 80. Like, right. that's still a positive performance from Virginia, just they're not going to score either. Um, so I just... I mean, it, yeah. I mean, it would be kind of fun to see, you know, Duke play San Diego State. Yeah. It would be fun to see UNC play uh, North Carolina, um, Utah State. It'd be fun to... Well, I don't know if it'd be fun to see Virginia and Boise State play. Nobody uh, would want to watch that game. That would be terrible. <laughs> Um, Wake Forest in New Mexico would actually be a pretty fun game. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these, are, you know, will be fun games to watch. And, you know, some of the some of the Big East teams against them would be fun too. Yeah. I would love to see more, like, interconference challenges. Like yeah. the Mac, I think it was Mac and Sunbelt did. Yeah. Where they both got home and they both got away games. So every right. team got to play at home and away against a conference very similar to them. And it would help, especially the Mountain West. I mean, I'm not saying the ACC wouldn't go win, a, maybe even win the challenge, but it wouldn't be this runaway where Florida State beats Utah State or beats San Diego State, like people no. think. Like, you got to realize the top of the ACC is good, but the bottom is also bad. I mean, if my, imagine if Miami or Boston College had to go to Wyoming to play. They'd lose. Even though Wyoming's not that good. That, nobody... That's the issue, though. None of the ACC fans are going to watch Wyoming play basketball. Right. Because they're just going to write that off. And I had people talking about the Pac-12. And that's – you have to think of the Mountain West as the new Pac-12. Yeah. Because that is – it's the West Coast Power Conference at this point, in my opinion. I mean, the Pac-12 is trending towards a a two- or three-bid league. Yeah. it's. I mean, and they'll obviously be dead after this season. Right. So, yeah, you got to – kind of adjust your mindset there a little bit. But we're not going to go into too much more about that. That was just kind of fun banter. Fun banter to like kind of get everybody's opinion on that. Um, So what we'll do next is I'll read through my seed list. And then, Michael, if there's anything egregious, feel free to let me know or ask questions. And then we'll get into your bubble picture and kind of go from there. Yep. All right. So my one seeds are... Purdue, Houston, Yukon, Arizona. Two is Kansas, North Carolina, Tennessee, Marquette. Threes are Alabama, Baylor, Iowa State, and Creighton. Four seeds are Duke, Auburn, San Diego State, and Wisconsin. So it looks like 
uh, UConn's loss to Creighton cost them not just being at number one, but puts them down to number three. Yeah, so on top of UConn losing, I mean, they lost. You get blown out, you get to drop. Yep. It's pretty simple with that. But um, Houston, Purdue, and UConn are all very close in Tier 1A. Yep. Um, they're, they're, I would be very, very surprised if any of them are not one seeds come. I would too. Especially the way some of the two seeds in Arizona tend to tend to drop games. Yes. Um, so the question's now becoming who gets that fourth one seed. With Arizona losing, at, I believe it was at home, to Washington State. Washington State, State yeah. They've now lost twice to Washington State, which isn't a bad loss by any means. No. But it now opens up a debate for Kansas, North Carolina, Tennessee, and to a lesser degree, Marquette. But mm-hmm. there's now a Tier 1A with those three one seeds and then a Tier 1B um, when I'm evaluating my bracket where it's really close. Um, I, I don't think North Carolina can lose another game, though, no. to, get, to have a chance to be a one seed. I mean, the only thing, only thing that's really left is Virginia and Duke. They've already played Clemson twice. Yeah. They could maybe, if they won out and lost to Duke in a close one, maybe. Yeah, maybe. But I will need some help from Kansas or someone else. Honestly, North Carolina is going to need some help from Kansas anyways. Yeah. Um, and Tennessee, too. Like, yep. Tennessee has the opportunities still there. So, yep. North Carolina is in the worst position to try to jump to the one seed just because they're going to need help. Um, I would say Tennessee has the best opportunity to overtake Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, Kansas, it, the Big 12 is just hard. You got to think they're going to win more games. Tennessee, while they have good teams on their schedule, they're all winnable games. I know they have Alabama and Kentucky left, um, but those are winnable. So that'll be really interesting to keep an eye on. Um, so for the five seeds, I have Clemson, Illinois, BYU, and Dayton. Mm-hmm. Six seeds, Texas Tech, Utah State, Washington State, South Carolina. Um, seven seeds are Florida, St. Mary's, Kentucky, and Colorado State. The six and seven lines are very, very close to each other. Yeah, they sure um, are. Colorado State fell like five spots for losing to New Mexico at the pit. And it's not by virtue of them. It's just that it's that close right now. So don't like be super upset about that if you're a Colorado State fan or anything. Um, same for Kentucky. They could jump quick. Just don't lose to LSU. Um. So eight seeds, I've got FAU, Michigan State, Oklahoma, and New Mexico. Um, Nine seeds are TCU, Northwestern, Nebraska, and Texas. That is a very close grouping. All of those could be in any order, and I'd be fine with it. Um, And could all fall a seed line, depending on what the teams behind them do and what they do this weekend. Correct. And Virginia Virginia could basically – they wouldn't be a lock. But they could basically wrap up an NCAA tournament bid by beating North Carolina today. I – I well, we'll talk about this more. I have them still in the bubble kind yeah. of section, but I would put them up to near lock if they win. Same. Yeah, exactly. Um, they're my first ten seed. Um, Mississippi State, Nevada, and Boise State round out the ten line. Um, the elevens are Providence and Butler, and then Seton Hall and Gonzaga. So that's all of my like last four teams in. And safe, then- to, safe to say, Gonzaga better beat Santa Clara tonight. Safe to say, Gonzaga is in a tough spot. I mean, yeah. I don't know that they'll drop out with the loss to St. Mary's, but they've got to win everything but St. Mary's. Yeah. Um, or beat St. Mary's, you know, and lose to San Francisco. The, the last two games are at San Francisco and at, yeah. and, and then I think they're at uh, St. Mary's. They are. Yeah, they could lose one of those two and be okay, but not both of them. Yep. Um, for automatic qualifiers, um, the tw- uh, I have two 11s, uh, Grand Canyon and Drake. 
And then Appalachian State, Samford, Richmond, and McNeese State make up the 12 line. 13s are South Florida, Cornell, UC Irvine, and Akron. 14s mm-hmm. are Vermont, Charleston, Oakland, and High Point. Fun teams, by the way, those. Yes. Those yeah. Um, especially, I know Oakland has beaten at least Xavier. one. Yeah. High and played a lot of other ones tough, too. Yeah. I know they played, like, Illinois and Ohio State pretty close. So, that's a team that could cause some chaos for one of those three seeds. And, I mean, they're they're used to playing away from home. I think they've only played, like, ten home games. Yeah, they did a lot of uh, by-game kind of stuff to start the year. So, yeah. very fun to watch. Um, 15s are Colgate, Moorhead State, Eastern Washington, and Quinnipiac. And then 16s are St. Houston State, Merrimack, Eastern Kentucky, North Folk State, South Dakota State, and Grambling State. Um, It'd be really cool if uh, Miramac, after not being able to play in last year's tournament because of the transition rule and their first year of not being in the transition phase, would be in the tournament this year. Yeah, it would be really. I'm I'm pulling for Miramac. I hated that they they did that year. Terrible. Um. So obviously, the Big East is kind of dominating the bubble right now. Um. For me. Uh, just some of the wins that Providence Butler and Seton Hall have just make it hard to keep them out. Um, issue I have with Butler, um, they've dropped almost a full like eight spots overall recently. They're four and 10 in quadrant one. We eventually need to punish them for losing this many quad one games. Yeah. Despite how typical their schedule has been. Yeah. Like, I mean, you got to go a little bit better than that. Like, yeah. we're getting into the danger zone for them. Yeah. Um, Wake Forest, I know there's been a hot team to talk about this week. They're my first team out just by virtue of how the automatic qualifiers fell. They absolutely have to beat Duke this weekend, I think. They at least need to keep it close and then go on a streak after. Um, but I, I mean, at some point, happen. you got to beat somebody that's, you know, more, more relevant than just, say, Florida. Well, yes. I mean, they're going to eventually have to get another quad one win. Um, but I think if they lost to Duke and then beat Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Georgia Tech, they would be in heading into that game against Clemson at home. Well, remember, Steve Forbes doesn't like bracket out bracketology, so this is a tough listen for him. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he's listening yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, it's hard. And just to be honest, it's hard from a like Wake Forest standpoint. You've lost the good games, but you haven't like necessarily been out of them. Like you lost by two to Virginia, you lost by eight to Duke. Like it's not like you're losing these games in blowout fashion, except for North Carolina. Yeah. Um, I think the right kind of thing would have been to say, you know, we can't control where people have us have us in or out of the bracket. We just need to go win our games. Yeah. So. And I get not everybody's going to like bracketology, and that's fine. Yeah. But, I mean, there's at least a little bit of truth when nobody has you in or everybody has you on the bubble. Yeah. Like, it's not just somebody hates you. Because, honestly, I like – I'd rather see a team like Wake Forest get in who maybe, like, hasn't been to the tournament often than see the same 64 teams in the tournament every year. Yeah. So, definitely like the parity. Um. Man, Texas A&M, what a, what a terrible what two weeks they've had here. Yeah, I I don't even know what to say about them at this point. Like, they've just they've completely collapsed. They've done oh. exactly what Memphis did. Yeah, just later in the season. Yeah, and I mean they had a bit of a cushion and everything. Like same thing, 
But the good thing is they don't have any more quad three games on their schedule. <laughs> yeah, right. The bad thing is they have at Tennessee and at Ole Miss, at Georgia as well, but I don't. that won't be a big, big game. And then they have South Carolina and Mississippi State. None of those are going to be easy games to win. Mm-hmm. Um, you should beat Georgia, but it's that's not a cakewalk. No. Uh, Ole Miss and A&M on the last day of the season could very well be a play-in kind yep. of. Yep, sure could. Um, so that's going to be really interesting to watch. Um, One team I've kind of been sort of lobbying for after giving them a hard time for a while is Utah. Um, I know. I did let their win over St. Mary's, and, you know, they, they've got – didn't they beat Wake, Wake Forest too? I thought I remember seeing that on their resume, they, but no, they did not. Um, somebody, yeah, they did. They did. I, I like. I thought so. In Charleston, yeah. Yeah, so that was something. And you know, if they beat Colorado this weekend, you know, adding another Q one win that would really help. Yeah. Well, the issue is like they've um, like that three game losing streak where yeah. they lost Arizona, Arizona State, and then USC like killed them. Well, this is the thing about being in the Pac twelve, and I mentioned this within the last month or so about Utah, if they didn't, sw- if they didn't win one of the games against Arizona, it was going to put that much more pressure on them to win their other games. Yeah. And then they started losing some of those other games. Yeah. And then, and then they didn't beat Arizona. The reason why Washington state is in such a good spot is they beat Arizona, not once, but twice. So that's why Washington state now is in the best spot to be the other bid from the PAC 12 with Utah probably being the next best. Washington State is a very close to a near lock. Yes, like, I would have. I have, a lock. I have them as a. Near I have lock. them as a near lock now. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I think as long as they don't lose their last four games, they're in. Yeah, one more win. I, you're probably going to see me lock. I think I'm at sixteen or eighteen right now, but I'm probably going to go up to twenty or twenty-five real quick, um, just because we're getting to the point where there's not enough opportunity for teams. Yep. To, um. So yeah, I think Washington State's fine. Utah. You've lost to Arizona State home and away now. Yep. That win over Washington State has aged well. So that's, yep. um, but yeah, you're gonna you need to beat Colorado, um, and then, and you see where Colorado is at the bottom of the next four out. They're even further away. They yeah. don't have much on there. No, and I have to put eight teams on the next four. Like I have to do right. a first four and a next four just because it it's what we do. I don't like Indiana State or Colorado to even have a shot at making an at-large right now. Um, I mean, it's theoretically possible, but they're way out compared to Cincinnati and Villanova. So Indiana State, well, we'll talk about this more shortly, but they they have an interest. They have an interesting case. I mean, they're twenty-two and five. If they win their last three games and you know lose to Drake in the final. And they're you know twenty seven and six, that it's going to be interesting. Um, it's going to be really close one way or another. So but- let's see. The last three games are not picking up any Q two or Q one wins. GYC, Evansville, and Murray State. Yeah. Um, they could you know depending on who they play in the um, in the semifinal, if they were to win it, maybe get a Q two win. It would put them at five and. Well, they and then if they lose to Drake, so then they'd be a 500 in Q1 and Q2, with the one loss, of course, being in Q4 outside of Q1 and Q2. I mean, they're 32 in the net. If they can really blow out these last three games and put themselves into the mid 20s, their resume based their resume based metrics are in the um, 
around the 40s if they go up a little bit. We'll see. I mean, it's not impossible, but it's a steep hill to climb. It is. Um, Drake probably does have the better profile at this point because yeah. they, they can finish with seven or eight Q1 and Q2 wins because they yeah. have the Nevada win, plus they beat Indiana State once. Exactly. Some other good wins, too. So I think that for the Mountain – or not Mountain uh, – Missouri Valley, if you're looking for a two-bid league, your best path is for Drake and Indiana State to not lose another game. Yep. The championship game and play each other. Yeah. And then, honestly, if Indiana State could beat Drake, I think Drake could slide in. Yeah. But there's going to be bid stealers. There's going to be teams that have opportunities to pick up bigger and better wins. So it's not going to be a surefire thing, but that's probably your best bet to try to do it. Well, we saw this um, at the end of the uh, 21-22 season where Richmond basically stole Dayton's bid by beating them. And that very well could be what happens with Drake and Indiana State. Yeah. Um, just that's the unfortunate reality as a mid-major. Yeah. Um, okay, so do you have any other questions or comments for this? I, I still can't get over what happened with Illinois and Penn State the other night. The- so I, I was at a game. I didn't see it. I, I <laughs> And State came back, and they were down seven with 40 seconds left. I mean, it's a seven-point lead. They have the ball with a minute left. Penn State didn't even foul. You know, like, they just let it They just let it go. Like, I'm pretty sure they were thinking, okay, this game's over. We're about to be 12 and whatever. Yes. They didn't foul. Illinois kind of took a three with about, I think, 10 seconds or so on the shot clock for some reason. Missed. And gave up a transition three to cut the lead to four. Uh, and then um, Taryn Shannon Jr. turned the ball over. They got the ball and got a quick basket. And then Hawkins missed two free throws. And then, of course, the foul on the three-point shooter, yeah. which, as we said, was a foul. It was absolutely a foul. And just That's what makes Illinois so maddening sometimes. Like, they have talent on their team, and yet here they are with their best wins being uh, FAU and uh, Michigan State, Northwestern, kind of, I mean, the, their their metrics are kind of holding them up, but it's kind of a thinnish five-seed resume. It is. It's definitely thin. I don't, without them winning some other big games, I don't know that they get to a four. Right. I mean, what help helps their cause, I guess, is the teams behind them, say like a BYU has a poor non-conference ranked schedule, plus they just had that loss to um, Oklahoma State. Yeah. Dayton has lost three out of their last five or six games and doesn't really have many quality wins. Cincinnati and St. John's are okay, but neither one's in the field right now. Yeah, it's one of those Dayton. I don't know what to do with Dayton at this point. Um, Probably going to fall. If I had to guess, they'll fall to a six or a seven. I think so too. Um, Texas Tech, we talked about their poor non-conference strength schedule. They're doing well in the, they're doing well in the big 12, uh, Matt. Don't worry. (laughs) Um, but you know, can they pass Illinois? They could, but we'll see Utah state. They have great metrics, just not quite enough quality wins. Yeah. Washington state, the wins over Arizona are great. They have a couple others, but they also had a poor non-conference ranking schedule. South Carolina ditto. So Illinois is kind of lucky that the six and seven seeds behind them don't have much to them. Yeah. The big team to watch out for is Kentucky. Um, Yep. Because they're definitely possible to jump up quick. Mm-hmm. I'd also say Michigan State could do it, and then Florida could do it. 
Um, I know Michigan Florida, State. Michigan State's gonna have to beat Purdue though to really jump up. Well, yeah, but I'm just giving. Sure. Out of, you know, those are the three that I'm like, hey, if anybody's gonna jump up and knock Illinois down, those are the ones that I'm like kind of looking at. Yeah, I think BYU is gonna have a tough time with that. I mean, they're gonna probably be in the tournament, but it's gonna be kind of a rocky road the rest of the way. Yeah, they're so streaky from three, and I said that before the um, Big Twelve season even started. They were so reliant on that three pointer that like. That goes cold and they're done. I, I mean, mean, if they if they didn't beat Baylor at home, I was starting to worry about them. Yeah. They've done enough. That Baylor win, you can't say enough about it. But yep. it really stopped their skid. Beating a top three seed in the country is always a good good idea. So Houston Houston's gonna have an interesting case for the number one overall if they can if they can win at Baylor. I'm okay, I want as much chaos and as much fun as possible. I don't want Houston to win today because I don't want to have to sit here and do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to make any any uh, proclamations about Houston on, on the road against a Big 12 school today. So, yeah, that's probably that might actually uh, give Houston a better chance. Yeah, the last time, what was that? You said they were going to be Kansas by 15, and they won. <sighs> yeah, yeah. You're only 30 points off. I was only 30 points off. You know, <laughs> it happens. Um, no, I. The one through three overall um, are pretty solidified, but there's going to be some like shifting in order. Mm-hmm. UConn, I mean, I I feel kind of bad for Villanova. Oh, yeah. Because I'm sorry, but game day is at UConn for yep. the first time ever. And they're coming off that loss, yeah. And coming off the loss to Creighton. That should be, okay, should be a bloodbath. Yeah. But Nova could come in and get hot and make it a good game. I don't know. But that should be a 30-point game. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I don't have anything crazy. So let's get into some locks and some near locks and kind of talk through some of your teams as well. So, yeah, go through your locks first. Okay. And then... do by conference, or do you want to do all of mine and then all of yours? Um, I guess we could do the conference. That's fine. Okay. Um, so we'll start with the Big 12. I have four teams locked, um, Houston, Kansas, Iowa State, and Baylor. I have the same. Perfect. Uh, should be fine is like my near lock slash don't mess it up category. And I have Texas Tech, BYU, TCU, Oklahoma, and Texas. All okay, in- so I don't have Texas in there yet. Okay. The rest of them I do. Although, boy, does Oklahoma make me feel nervous right now. Both Oklahoma and Texas were considered for my bubble. Yeah. Um, I went with them both in the should be fine because they're not down on the 10 line. Yeah. But Texas is on the nine line. Yeah. So I took the bubble as my 10 seeds on down um, through like the first eight or nine. Some of this for me is also like looking at the remaining schedule too. Yeah. And I did not, when I did this, I did not look at remaining schedule. This is where they're at right now. Mm -hmm. Michael's is a lot more in depth than mine is, but mine's just kind of like a general, this is where you stand at the time. Michael's Mm -hmm. kind of and other things as well um and then my bubble um i just have cincinnati so you just have cincinnati so you don't have kansas kansas state i don't now if i i did the worth monitoring category for most of the other conferences you yeah. could throw kansas state in that but they're not in the bubble picture right now per se. so i think they need to win if not all five of the remaining games at least four of them and then you know i don't know who they play in the um to open the big 12 tournament but if it's like a, uh, you know, West Virginia or an Oklahoma State, they're going to have to win that too. Yeah. And we're starting to talk about conference tournaments. I want to put this out there now. 
if you go on a run and make the championship game, it's not going to affect you. Yeah. If you lose to West Virginia in the first game. That's what affects you. That will affect you. Um, so, yeah, I have Kansas State. I'll put them in that worth monitoring when I update this on Monday, but they're pretty far out right now. Yeah. Cincinnati probably. also probably needs to win, what, four and one? If they were to somehow win at Houston, maybe three and two, but good luck. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm not sure. Well, I'm just not going to make any proclamations about Houston games, but <laughs> we'll leave that off. I, I'd like to not have have another team to worry about, so I'm going to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> um, yeah, I Cincinnati. I the Oklahoma State loss really kills. Them. That really did. Um, that was. I it hurt them more than it hurt BYU, in my opinion. Yeah, well, because it was at home. Yeah. Um, All right, so we'll move to the Big Ten. Um, okay. Who do you have for locks? I just I still only have Purdue. Um, but I have Wisconsin and Illinois I went away. Illinois would have been a win if they would have just would already be a lock if they would have just not blown that seven point lead with a minute left. Fair enough. I so I started this officially like after all of those games this week. So this was just like starting from a blank slate for me, but I locked Purdue, Wisconsin, and Illinois. Um, I don't see a situation where any of them fall out. I'd be surprised too. Yeah. Like we're talking about 95 to 99%. Yeah. So I just aired on the, let's go ahead and lock them category. So, um, should be fine. I have Michigan state. Um, I have them there too. Although that loss to, uh, what was it? Um, <laughs> Iowa. Iowa? I the, mean, the win over Illinois really, that just kind of balanced that out. It um, did. Yeah. But I've also looked at their remaining schedule, and it's 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 a lot of it's games that they should win, but there are a lot of ones against teams that are trying to like you know, well, Ohio State after losing probably doesn't have much of a chance. Yeah. But you know the rest the rest of it is they have to play Purdue on the road, and they have they have Northwestern at home, plus they play at Indiana. You would not want to go one and three. One and three would be sketchy. I will. Yeah. You're two wins away from a lock. Yes. I- yeah. Um, for sure. Um, for the bubble, I have Northwestern and Nebraska. Yep. And then worth monitoring, I have Rutgers, Iowa, and Ohio State. Ohio State would fall off now. but Rutgers- So I don't have Rutgers or Minnesota on my fringe at all. I have Iowa in the bubble section, and that's about it. Nice. Okay. Um, I think maybe part of it is not wanting to have more teams on the page with why I don't have Minnesota and Rutgers on it. But I just, they need to win more games just to, and then I would consider them for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Rutgers was gaining a lot of steam. um, So I put them up here, but I don't know how realistic that is. The only They're going to have to win their last five games. Yeah. And one of them is at Wisconsin. Yes. Correct. Um, The only team I really see with a real shot to get back into the bubble is Iowa. Well, I, yeah, I have them as on on the bubble. I mean, they're up to 16 and 11 now. They, I think they have one bad loss to Michigan at home. Yep. Um, otherwise, I mean, you know, seven of their 11 losses are Q1. They have a win at Michigan State. They beat Wisconsin, one at Minnesota. Okay. It's Q1, you know, but, barely. Yeah. Um, games, we look at records. They got the wins over Nebraska. They got the wins over Seton Hall. Yeah. It's just they have a lot of losses. But, you know, their resume me- me- metrics are up to – an average of 62, that's still not there yet. But that's getting to It's the- getting there. So the remaining schedule is they play Illinois twice. The first one is today. 
uh, on the road. They yep. get Penn State at home, and they have Northwestern on the road. If they go three and one, I think they're going to be in. It's a lot to ask yeah. for, but it's a lot to ask for, but it's possible. Um, I mean, Illinois does not strike me as the type of team that, after that disappointing loss they just had, that's going to come out angry. Maybe, yeah. but uh, the one thing about Illinois is I thought they were better without Shannon Jr. I thought they played a little bit more like a team. There's mm-hmm. still probably lower because Shannon's that good of a player, but I thought they played more like team basketball and less like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Looks better. I test wise. So they just don't, but they never strike me as the type of team that's going to be like angry after a dumb loss or a blowout loss. You know, they just don't have that kind of like makeup like UConn might have today. Yeah. You know, so if Iowa, the chance is there for Iowa. I mean, if they can go to Illinois and win, then we'll we have ourselves a game, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, they're in my – they're my ninth team out right now. So it's not like we're – like Yeah. Anything like that. Okay. Um, so moving to the SEC, um, I've got Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama as locks. Tennessee, Auburn, and Alabama as locks? Yes. So I have Tennessee and Bama. I'm waiting for one more win for Auburn. I don't know why. I just don't love their – not being able to win on the road and they're only two Q1, Q1 wins. Fair. So I locked all of the one through 16s basically. Which I understand too. They're not missing. So no, um, should be fine. Um, Kentucky, South Carolina, and Florida. I have them all as near locks. Yep. Um, South Carolina is the only team that worries me out of that group. Yeah. We've talked about it. I'm not going to keep beating the dead horse. Cause I do like the South Carolina fans, but they're in a precarious spot if they don't win some games. So South Carolina, you, you see that they got, let's see, they are 21 and five or 21 and six at the moment. Yeah. Right. So you think, Oh, you know, they're 21 and six. They got wins over Kentucky and Tennessee or whatever, 21 and five. How could they possibly miss the tournament? Well, there was a South Carolina team in 2015, 16, that was 24 and eight on Selection Sunday that had a win over a Texas A&M team that I think at least went to the Sweet 16 that, that year. Yeah. They were a high seed. And it even said after the after uh, South Carolina's loss to, I think it was Georgia in the um, SEC tournament, the ESPN said next, you know, next game or whatever, and it said likely NCAA tournament berth. Yeah. That is not something they usually say when they don't think a team's getting it. They would say, well, you know – uh, we'll have an update on their postseason or whatever, whatever. They were saying they thought they were in, and yeah. they were not. They were one of the first teams left out. It can happen, and it's happened to South Carolina before. And, and I've had Carolina fans bring it up in the last week in my DMs. Like, yeah. could it happen? And yes, it could. Um, after losing to LSU, I mean, the remaining games are Ole Miss and A&M on the road. Yep. Are they favored in either one? I don't know. I think Ole Miss is favored by four. Really? Yeah. It tells you what they think about Ole Miss. Um, and then you got Florida and Tennessee at home. They might be underdogs in both of those. Probably. Well, yeah, they'll definitely be underdogs against Tennessee. Tennessee and Florida. Florida might. Yeah. And then they got Mississippi State on the road. They're going to be an underdog there. Yep. So, at best, they're a coin flip in maybe two or three of the games, and they're underdogs in the other. If they go the rest of the way, and their only win is either Ole Miss or Florida, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. 
Um, so if they were to lose today, I'd be pretty concerned, and I would probably drop them back down towards the bubble section. Yeah. Because I, I, I'm i not sure anymore if just one win is good enough. Yeah. I'll probably keep them in the, like, should be fine. But Yeah, I don't know. They need so, – it's like Michigan State. They're there, but, like, they're teetering on that edge. Mm-hmm. So then what about the bubble area? Um, I've got Mississippi State, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. Same. Um, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. And Ole Miss and A&M are out. Ole Miss is a weird case study, and it might be a first if things keep trending like they are. Mm-hmm. Their resume metrics are, like, top 25. Which is hard to see why, honestly. Yeah. I'm hoping the committee takes that into account. They've never done that before. If you're top 25 in resume metrics, you've always gotten a bid, and typically it's a single-digit bid. But there's nothing in that resume at all for there's me. There's an A&M win on the road. And there's a and there's a Memphis when there's a Memphis went home. There's not much. Yeah. So I'm hoping that the committee will actually like do some digging and see that and leave them out unless they get some wins. Yeah. So I have them out right now, but I can understand people who have them in because committee precedent they would probably be in. But I'm banking on this being a first time for everything kind of thing. Um, we touched on A and M already. Um, in my worth monitoring, I have LSU. So I have my in my if you want to call it that, fringe bubble with Georgia. I don't have LSU yet, but I, I did look at them. Um, I think LSU reminds me a lot of Tennessee of, – of, not sorry, uh, Vanderbilt last year. Yeah. Where they were kind of coming on a little bit too little too late. Yeah. Um, which is kind of what I fear for LSU. But, I mean, the remaining schedule is doable. Yeah. And I think have about to earlier than Vanderbilt was last year too. Yeah. Because Vandy was, like, really close to the uh, conference tournaments, and I think LSU started about a week early. Yep. And that could be enough. Full could on. be. But you're going to have to win out. No. Um, if they would have not lost to Nichols, that's one of those. If you could just change one result, you know. Yes. Yes. LSU would be – I don't want to say in, but they'd be in the bubble picture for sure. Yeah. Um, to win their last five games to make it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Big East. Um, I've got UConn, Marquette, and Creighton as locks. Same. You'll be the same. Yeah, no. that's pretty easy. Yeah, <laughs> they're they're one of the easiest ones to go through. Yeah. So the 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 I mean the Big East, it's just well UConn, Marquette, or Creighton are locks. Um, you've got Seton Hall, Nova, Providence, and Butler on the bubble. There are no near locks. None of them are that close to being that. Correct. And you know St. John's is kind of on the fringe. Yep. And that's it. <laughs> Yeah, I have six teams in from the Big East right now. Three of them are protected seeds. Three right. of them are friend. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's the clearest picture you can have. Yep. Um, so we'll move on to the ACC. Um, locks. Yeah. Locks, I've got Duke, North Carolina, and Clemson. So I have not locked Clemson yet. Um, I'd like to see another one or two. Fair. Um, but at the end of the day, I do think it will be tough to leave a team out with wins on the road over Alabama and North Carolina. Yeah. When I mean, I locked them. I that was a team that I had not locked on my little paper. I had been keeping track of until they won this week. So they just got locked for me. We're talking like ninety-five percent for me. Yeah. So they're in good shape. Yeah. Um, should be fine. I don't have anybody. None. Not close besides Clemson to me. Um, I think Virginia's the closest, but they're not. I would agree. I would have. They would be there if they didn't get just shellacked by yeah. – That was awful. Yeah. 
Um, so for the bubble, I've got Virginia, Wake Forest, Pitt, and Syracuse. Same. And then my worth monitoring or fringe bubble, Virginia Tech, NC State. Yep, that's what I have. I don't have anyone else. Miami, goodbye. Yeah. Miss me with your 15 and 12 and record and all that. Exactly. Like, I'm trying to get rid of these teams. I don't <laughs> want I don't want to add teams that have a 0.3%. Yeah. Like, sorry, that's zero. Yeah. I mean, um, what? I into the fringe bubble, too. It's not like this is, like, settled. Right. I mean, this so, isn't yeah. like, you know, we're doing with this, like, permanent marker type of thing. But, yeah. I mean, Miami, they got four games left. They are Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Boston College, Florida State. You got to win them all to have any chance. Winning the other three beside North Carolina doesn't do anything. Correct. Zero. Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't win by enough, it's actually going to hurt your metric. So yeah. I don't see it. How. I don't see it. If they, if they go beat Georgia Tech and North Carolina, we'll talk. Yeah. But okay. I don't see that happening. Um, Florida State, 14 and 12. This is not, they do not have like some sort of top, you know, five strength of schedule. You know, they, it's 30, it's 54. That's just not good enough. Exactly. Um, I mean, Florida State, you could look at kind of like Xavier in the yep. Um, But Xavier had the, like, I think they're third or second in the country in strength of schedule. So you get really propped up with those kinds of things. But Xavier's not even in the picture anymore. They'll be, they'll be, I mean, Florida State will be favored against maybe NC State, maybe Miami. But those that's are not good enough. They may yeah. be favored against Georgia Tech. That's not good enough. They yeah. will not be favored against Pitt. And even if they do, that's not good enough. They got Clemson. They're not going to be favored there. They're going to have to go 5-0. and oh, And then yeah. that's not even sure enough. And that's just to get them in the conversation. Not right. Even. We don't even – because we don't know who they're going to play in the ACC tournament. You know. Absolutely. You're playing Louisville and Notre Dame. I don't care what people say about Notre Dame. You better beat them. <laughs> they are doing better. You know, um, their new coach is at Strawberry. Shrewsbury. He'll Shrewsbury. have – Rolling. I mean, he is a great coach. He's done a good job. Yeah. Um, but you still can't lose them to them. Absolutely. Um, so we'll move to the Mount. I have the Mountain West and Pac-12 in the same. <laughs> because really, the, Mo- the Mountain West is engulfing the Pac-12. Basically. Okay. okay. Um, so do you want to go through your Pac-12 or Mountain West first and then I'll. Yeah. Um, so the Pac-12, honestly, fairly simple. Um, Arizona is a lock. They've yep. been a lock for weeks now. Agreed. Um, Washington State, just don't lose out, and you're in. I yep. just think they need to win one. Maybe I'll wait for two. I don't want to have any Providence issues this year. Um, Oregon, Utah, Colorado are on the bubble. Nobody else besides that is close to the fringe as far as that's not in the picture. Correct. Yeah, um, that's exactly what I have. I mean, Washington maybe, but I don't see it. Yeah. Like, I'm um, putting these people in with less than a percent chance. Yeah, no. Not worth it. Nope. Uh, Mountain West, uh, I have Colorado. I don't have any locks yet. I have Colorado State, San Diego State, Utah State as near locks. Okay. I have San Diego State locked. Just They were in the top 16 reveal, and I don't think that San Diego State's getting left out. So I locked them, but then I have – So San Diego State, so since – so the reveal was last Saturday, yep. right? So – since then, they, I think they won a game and lost a game. They, yeah. uh, let's see, they beat, they lost, they, well, actually, no, they didn't, they, they had already played that game against uh, New Mexico before the reveal. So they lost to Utah State. That probably doesn't ding them much at all. Yeah. They do have Fresno State and San Jose State next. 
those are not ones you'd want to lose, especially, but probably winning one of those is good enough. I just don't see, like, even if they lost both of those games, yeah, like, they're a four seed right now. Right. I don't see them dropping below a Seton Hall or Gonzaga for that. So I just. Fresno is Q3 anyway. Yeah. So I locked them. I get why you're waiting. A little hesitant on the lock category this year. I get it. Yeah. Um, but I went ahead and did it. Um, for my should be fines, I have Colorado State, Utah State, and New Mexico. So you put New Mexico in should be fine. Okay. Yeah. I still I have, have them in the bubble section, but I like their, their, their chances at this point. I um, think the point where there's four Mountain West teams, I'm pretty confident are going to get in. Um, New Mexico's got Air Force, Fresno State at home. Yep. Air Force is today. And they got Boise State and Utah State on the road. If they beat Air Force and Fresno State, I think there is a 99.9% chance they're a lock. Two and two and they're a lock. Yeah. Um, and obviously, if they go ahead and beat Boise State or Utah State or whoever they play to open the Mountain West, if it and I've said this before, if you get to a situation where it's where they go two and two, and Nevada and New Mexico are playing in the in the first game in the Mountain West quarterfinal, you can probably if both go two and two the rest of the way, you can lock them both. Yeah, I agree. Because that's not going to hurt you, whoever loses loses the game. Completely agree with that. Um... I know Big East and ACC fans are not happy, but that's the reality. The Big East needs to come to the reality. I'm, you all know that I'm a big guy. Yeah, they come to the reality that this just this conference has cannibalized itself this year. Yeah. If you're a Big East fan, you are rooting against St. John's and you're rooting against Xavier in every single game right now. Yeah, because that's the only way that you're keeping all three of these teams in. I think Xavier still has to play Butler. I don't remember if. Uh, Providence or Seton Hall have to play St. John's. I think one of them does. So you want St. John's and Xavier just to keep winning and let Providence, Butler, Seton Hall win. So Boise State might be in the shakiest of the six teams, but they have Wyoming Air Force next. They have Nevada, New Mexico at home, and San Diego State on the road. If they can beat Wyoming today, which won't be easy, but if they do and they can beat Air Force and they win one of those other three games, they're probably getting in. Yeah. And if they win two of those other three, they're definitely getting in. Completely agree. Um, I, I'm having a hard time finding a path for us not to see six bids in the Mountain West this year. We'll see what happens this weekend. You know, there's some tough, you know, Boise State's got to go to, got to go to Laramie today. So. I know, but that's, I mean, that is the place where the, it does. The, Say the six bid Mountain West goes to die. It hasn't uh, yet, but it I, could. I mean, having that neutral court win over Sandy over St. Mary's is really big. Yeah, for Boise, they Absolutely. wanted they wanted New Mexico, they wanted Nevada, they beaten San Diego State and Colorado State. They have a they have a five and four Q one record and a five hundred Q one Q two record with at the moment. Just the Q three loss to UNLV at home, which is not that bad of a loss. Yeah, there are way worse losses. Uh, among the at-large teams than that. <laughs> yes. Um, so Just yeah. ask uh, Mississippi State and Northwestern. I was going to say that, yeah. Yeah. Chicago State and uh, Southern. Was it Southern? Southern? Yeah. yeah. Just terrible. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we're getting to a point where it's starting to become closer to reality than a pipe dream. Yeah. Which is really um, for me, to be fully honest. Yeah. And like I said, with the Pac-12, you know, the bubble team being Oregon, Utah, and Colorado, Oregon's pretty – at least, I mean, they have a, they have a chance. They have Arizona on the schedule. They probably need to win it. Yeah. Um, 
Utah and Colorado are both done with, Ar- with Arizona, then they both want to combine 0 and 4. <laughs> so, you know, there was your big chance, and, you know. It blew it. Yep. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to the others now. These are – I have all of them. Do you have any other separate um, conferences? Or are you in others now? Uh, yeah, we'd be in others now at this point. Um, I the, the WCC and AAC and A10 do not rise to being in a uh, actual section. They're just all part of the others. That's the same. Yeah. Um, so I have no locks out of that. Agree. Um, should be fine. St. Mary's, Dayton, and FAU. So FAU, I have Dayton and St. Mary's as, as, as near locks. Um, FAU would be there with a win over Memphis. Yeah. Oh, what a game that was going to be. I mean, at this Ugh. two months ago, yeah, about game of the year, top 10 battle, and now it's just an afterthought. Yep. So sad to like, see how bad that's gone. I um, mean, now we're at a point where, like, you know, we're just talking about, oh, if that if FAU wins, there'll be a near lock. Yeah. And, you know, Memphis has to win those just to stay in the conversation. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> uh, the Memphis fall-off needs to be studied. And yeah. I saw something where one of the Memphis pages that I follow, there's some recruiting violation allegations going on now. Oh, God. So this is unraveling. Uh. Um, but, um, yeah, I have FAU there. I, I don't see a path for them to drop out, but I don't have – like they're not in my bubble because they're on the eight line. So yeah. I should be fine. So um, these are the teams that I have in the bubble area. Yep. It was FAU. Um, okay. There are no A-10 teams. Just going to mention that. Um, let's see, who was after? Oh, Memphis, I still have in the bubble at the moment. Okay. The, the game against FAU is going to tell a lot about that. I still have Indiana State and Drake on the bubble section. Same. I think they, they're they fine for at least to be there. Doesn't mean both are going in. Um, for sure. Grand Canyon is another one that's on the bubble, but man, that loss to Tarleton was damaging. Yeah, I did mine. Um the day that they played Tarleton, and now I don't think they're in the bubble conversation anymore. Well, so they're at, <clears throat> they're at an 11 now. Yep. What they're going to have to do, I think, in these final, what, three games or four games left in the regular season, they need significant margin of, of win, of, of victory. Yeah. So that they can get their metric up to where they're like a 10 seed going into the um, WAC tournament to where, like, we've said this at when you get to a certain point of the season, you drop a game, you're probably not dropping more than four or five spots, maybe six. So the so they, Grand Canyon would be on that six spot. Like, that's the kind of team that could drop six spots. If we're talking putting them on the 10 line, they could absolutely drop That's six. why I think if they're going to be in at large, they need to get themselves up to that 10 line. Yeah. To where if they were to lose to a Seattle or a Tarleton again or, or CMF Austin, they could still withstand the loss there and get in. But yeah. if they're if they're next three or four games and they win them and they're kind of shaky ones, they're they they're gonna have to win the WAC tournament. Completely agree. And I have Gonzaga still in the bubble section. Same. Um, um JMU in the bubble as well. I don't know if you mentioned JMU that. in the bubble? Yep. Yeah, I I'm really close to putting them back on the on the bubble. Uh because, you know, they're a three loss team right now with a win over Michigan State. Yeah. And you don't see many four-loss teams get left out of the tournament. But if a team's going to get left out, it's JMU. Like, or Princeton. Yeah. Yeah, so both of the – I have Princeton in my worth monitoring, like, down. Me too, yeah. Same with um, me. And I also have App State in the uh, fringe, too. 
Oh, I like it. They're a 12 seed for me, but they're that win over Auburn holds a lot of weight. Um, I don't know that they get in, but they are pretty close to like at least getting looked at. The other team I have in the, if you want to call it worth monitoring, is Richmond and McNeese. Okay. Other two. I mean, again, McNeese has a chance to be a three, you know, what is it, a three or four loss team on the selection Sunday. So yeah. we'll see. But, uh, yeah, Richmond is an interesting one. Uh, they're going to have to win out probably until they play in the A-10 final to have a chance. But Agreed. it's there. Yeah. Um, I did have, at the start of the week, VCU on the page, but they lost and I took them off. That's probably fair. I didn't, yeah, they didn't even make it onto my, like, fringe or anything like that. I still have not, oh, SMU is also my friend. Same. But yeah. I don't, you know, they beat South Florida today, then I'll leave them there. If they don't, they probably, they might get replaced with South Florida. Fair. South Florida does not have a chance, but it's a fun, like, story. Yeah, it is. Um, otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't see anyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's where I'm at. I mean, our, we're different on some locks and little things, but pretty much the same, like there's a consensus across the board. It looks like, um, we're starting to really, like I said, the field's coming into play. Um, and it's going to be a fun last couple weeks here before we get to conference tournaments. So I'm counting 13 locks plus one, two, Six, nine, twelve, thirteen, seventeen, eighteen 12, 13, 17, 18 near locks. So 31 yep. I'm total. In locks. So what's that? I have 18 locks. So if we're talking about 31 near locks, at, uh, or, I'm sorry, combined between near locks and locks, and then you've got what, 20 probably 22 or 23 that are going to be just single one bid leagues. So you're down to like, you know, at most 15 spots and probably less. Yeah. Yeah. I have 34 in the lock and near lock category. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. That leaves just a handful of teams left. Yep. So this will all start to really uh, solidify itself pretty soon. Also, yeah. keep okay. in mind keep in mind that some uh, some of the the one big conferences that are are starting to get close to wrapping up. Um, there are some conferences where not all the teams will make the conference tournament. Yep, and those will obviously be eliminations. Yeah, so we're getting to that point. Um, I was mentioning earlier in the day to some people on Twitter that uh, Princeton and uh, Cornell have clinched spots in the Ivy League tournament that only yep. invites four of their eight teams. Um, Yale can, can clinch a spot with a win today if they beat, I think I think it was, I don't know if it was Brown or something like that, but whoever it is, if they win, they're, they're in. Yeah. Um, in the MAC, I know they only invite the top eight, and Toledo and Akron have clinched spots. Central Michigan, which has been quite a story, um, has a chance to clinch a spot if they can win today. So, and there's other, t- other conferences like that too that only invite you know, the tops, whatever it is of their league. Um, I think the A-Sun leaves out of two or three of their teams, maybe four. I think it's only the top 10. Yeah, I think that's what it is. And there's some other ones too, which I don't have off the top of my hand and I'm not going to try to rattle them off right now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we're getting to the point where we're going to see that number's still 362 or whatever, but it's going to get quickly 
dropped uh, down into like a lot less eligible teams. Well, and there's also 11 ineligible teams because of the transition rule. Is it 11? I didn't know the exact number, but I knew. 11. Um, they, and those teams are Tarleton, Utah Tech, St. Thomas, Minnesota, Texas A&M Commerce, uh, Lindenwood, Southern Indiana, not to be confused with Southern Illinois, Lemoyne, Stonehill, U, uh, UC San Diego, who's had a really nice year in the Big West, yeah. by the way, um, and Queens and Bellarmine, which Bellarmine is in their final year of... Uh, yeah, this should be it. It is. And the other team that's obviously eliminated is Chicago State, unfortunately, because they don't have a conference tournament. They're an independent. They've they've done a really good job, but, you know, yeah, 12 and 15 in a, uh, you know, net of 300 is not going to get you in the field. No, unfortunately not. <laughs> so those, but there will be some eliminations potentially this week because some of the teams not qualifying for their conference tournament. Yeah. So we'll start to see. Um, so you've got 350 teams that are eligible. Yep. But 13, at least for me anyway, 13 spots are gone. So you've got 337 teams for 55 spots. Yeah. Which sounds like a lot, but it will condense in a hurry. Like rapidly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to move to um, just some questions and answers real quick. Um, we're going to try to keep these quick. We've been, we took a lot of time talking about bubbles and stuff. Um, Reckham Matt, um, he said, ignoring everything but the last month, who would you move the most? If we're ignoring everything but the last month, Wisconsin is, it would be in a free fall. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that they've done anything to be a tournament team this month. Yeah. Um, and then I'll go with a team like, Yikes. Uh, I think Florida would be a lot higher than they are right now if we're talking the last month. Um, what do you think, Mike? Trying to think of teams that would be that different from last month. Um, I mean, the Mountain West teams are pretty much done what they've done all season. Yeah. So there's not much there. I mean, St. Mary's over the past month has done an awful lot to help themselves. Um, the win over yeah. Gonzaga and just some of the games against Pacific. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, so I would, I would put them in there in that category, in the court category of really helping themselves. Um, um, Iowa. Yeah. Iowa would definitely be higher. Yeah. So, yeah, I, that's a hard question to answer because every game matters the same, but just a couple, like, quick little initial thoughts there. Um, we touched on this, but Cinderella's story had said, can we get an evaluation on Grand Canyon seed? We talked about that. Um, that was that was a good question, especially before the loss to Tarleton State. Yeah, I was going to say, if, if they had won that game and won their other four games at – 20 something and two going into the conference tournament i would have almost said they were a lock but not yeah now. it would have been up on the nine line or so had they yeah done. um and then finally jackson atl 11 what is one team that's going to shock people in march and one team who's going to flop in march hmm. go ahead um if they can get there i mean i could see an indiana state or a drake shocking people in march yeah. Um, I, 
there are times I want to say Grand Canyon, but I don't think they score enough to do so. Correct. I agree. Um, um, my thought was Appalachian State could shock some people. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, are, James, and James Madison, Madison can really score, too. Yeah. They got some good inside and outside. Um, I don't know if it would be a shock, but I wouldn't be surprised to see a couple of uh, Mountain West teams in the Sweet 16. Agree. Hopefully, that'll put that narrative to bed. Yeah, day. exactly. Um, who's going to flop? I will say Wisconsin. That's too easy. <laughs> I, it, that was a, he, it. Yeah, it, too easy of a question. I, I I keep I'm I'm probably be waiting for one of those usual ones like an Arizona or a Purdue or a Tennessee. Sorry, Zach. I've done enough hating on Purdue. I tried to be nice. <laughs> they they were the easy pick. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess it can't really be called a flop anymore because they've kind of flopped part of most of the season anyway at Michigan State. But yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if they just hop in and lose um so yeah that'll wrap up today um we just thanks for the questions we just hit them kind of quicker today um trying to keep these closer to an hour um so let us know if you all have any questions or comments um mike and i can get back to you thanks for listening we appreciate it guys thank you